<laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to Mongols, brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. I'm Mike. With me is Kev and Josh. The Hounds got their first three points of the season off of three goals from Albert Dequa. We're going to break it all down and discuss whether or not we're actually going to call him Chico or not. I don't know. What do you guys think? Let's see. Let's go. Kevin, I hate you. I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Literally, literally, as we have like a countdown on screen telling us like when we're going to start, Kevin decides to yell some obscenities at me just to shake me off my game a little bit. And, I think uh, you should prove it, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Loosen you up. That's all. I'm just trying to make it more, you know, fun, chill. I, yeah, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> Gentlemen, how, how are we doing? Kev, how are you doing? Good. Nothing to report. Everything's fine. Great. Josh, how are you doing? <laughs> Excited. It's 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 becoming real. Like I know, like obviously we've had two weeks now of Hounds games, and it's like, oh, you know, it's Hounds season has started, but it doesn't feel real until you have a home game and like that's coming up now. Things are happening. We got tailgate figured out. We got TIFO figured out. We got merch figured out. It's just all like lining up and it's feeling like, oh, this is this is happening. All right, let's do this. So I'm excited. Yeah, no, it definitely it, it, it almost felt like the second we we ended up, you know, winning the game in Memphis, it, it all all attention turned to. All right. It's it's a home game week. It's the first yeah. home game week of the season. Um, we definitely started getting pumped in our house. The kids are getting pumped. Josh, I told you we went to Salvation Army today and scored some Hawaiian shirts. So we, we are ready. Uh, yeah, really, really good stuff. Um, I, I don't think there's any, let's just dive into the game. Josh, you want to kick it off first one of the season? Victory beverage. What are, what are we enjoying this evening? Oh, this is a Sam Adams Alpine lager. Oh, very nice. The color. It's a nice yeah, color. Green. I, I used to love Sam Adams. Like that used to be my go-to beer of choice. And then I just kind of fell away from it. Got, you know, oh, I have to do craft beer now. I have to do all the all the hops and the sours and the other fun stuff. But I was like, I just want to go back to Sam Adams every once in a while. Are you guys cans or glass drinkers? I mean, normally uh whichever one I pick. I don't have a preference really. I feel like cans lately. I feel like you cans like are just cans? easier. Kev, do you have a preference? I should say like bottle or glass or like tap or glass. I think there's like if 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 a bottle and a can were in front of me of the same thing, I think I'd take a bottle. But there is something very like emerging from winter into warm weather about the can that just feels nice. You know, it's probably the sound that, you know. Our podcast should know very well, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Also, tailgate of choice, uh, a beverage container of choice would be a can. It just it's a lot safer. You don't have to worry about accidentally breaking a can or breaking a, a glass on the you know pavement. Uh, you, you drop that, you're you're a goner. <laughs> yeah, more arm action too, right? I feel. Oh, well, maybe not. You could probably have equal amount of like erratic yeah. arm action with yeah. For those who were just listening, Kevin was just, you know, gesticulating uh, various <laughs> arm mo motions. Um, I Susan got me um, uh, as like an early birthday gift, a uh, a pub glass from, she said it was from Italy. Uh, you know, I think it was just made in Italy. And I was just like, oh, that's cool. 
I've I've fallen into the habit of having a strongbow whenever I watch the game. And so I used to just take it from a bottle and pour it into a glass. But like the glass she got me, something about the shape of it, it's a totally different experience. Like you can like get more down your, you know, with every drink, <laughs> you get a big like set. I've never been one for that kind of stuff. But like I now I'm like, ooh, got to get my glass and get the drink on. And like it's it's a thing. So I if you would have asked me before, you know, tap or bottle or I would have been like, I don't care. But um, I'm I'm now going to the other side. So I wasn't sure if either of you guys had a strong feeling one way or another. It sounds like I think there's something to be said about, you know, doing something that you like. I don't know. I mean, it sounds obvious, like, but, you know, there's nothing Making wrong. Making a with... ritual of it. Yeah. That's, that's what I always like. Like the, yeah. some things you just like want to do the ritual and it feels better that way. Uh, yeah. A little bit more pomp and circumstance behind it. Speaking of ritual. Guys, this was the uh, first time in a long time. There was some back and forth banter between the Steel Army and the Hounds as to when the last time this actually happened. But Lily rolled out the same lineup as he did in the previous game. Um, now, if you would have asked ESPN, uh, they would have told you that it was not Lily. It was actually Coach Ryan Martin who uh, who rolled it out. Thanks to Justin for catching the screen cap from uh, from ESPN's broadcast but uh, they had us listed as having our head coach being ryan martin uh it had us having number nine tommy williamson uh starting up top next to kizza <laughs> and rovira they had uh robbie mertz playing at uh, right back famous uh, defender robbie mertz right yeah exactly um just all over the friggin' place and it's like come on like, I, like, I feel like was Ryan Martin, the graphic guy that just was like, <laughs> I'm going to do this and see if anybody notices, because where does even the coach Ryan Martin come from? Like, it's just completely out of left field. And so the Williamson is from like two years ago. It's, whatever. I, I, love, I do love that idea, though, about some, you know, intern who has to do this. And they're just like, you know what? Like, no, no way. I'm how like. <laughs> I have no idea. And they gave me, you know, two minutes to do this. No, I'm just like, I feel like they should have went further. Mike Tyson up front, like, you know, <laughs> just all over the place. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, for those of you, you know, if you want to have some fun with this, send us your, uh, your favorite non hounds lineup, maybe, you know, fictitious lineup. We'll see what the best ones are. We got some gear lying around. Maybe we'll send you something. So send us send us a graphic with your favorite lineup uh, that has nothing to do with the Hounds this season, and uh, maybe we'll send you some swag. So hit us up on uh, you can you can send it to us over on YouTube or on uh, on Twitter. Um, I like how non-committal you were, Mike. That was nice. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? No, I got hats. We got socks still from like years ago. We gotta have a jersey somewhere. We got stuff. We'll no, send just stuff. your language of like you know. Oh, if you like. Throw a team together. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll send you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm I'm coming up with this on the flies. So I don't want to commit to anything. Yeah. At the same time, I think it's a good idea. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. Why not? Why not? Yeah. As Steve has pointed out, Ryan Martin is the Loudon coach. So yes. again, like yeah, yeah. Um, Josh, thoughts on Lily going with the same starting eleven in back-to-back -back games? Good, bad, don't care where you stand. I mean, it's not only back to back games. It's it's three in a row because the preseason game was also the same lineup because I remember making the comment that the preseason game had the exact same starting lineup as the first game of the season. Now, this one had the same lineup. So it's like, oh, OK, that's uh, yeah, this is our lineup for now. 
I, I, I still don't think we should expect it to always be this lineup, though. Like, it, it, he's going to start tinkering with it. And things are going to change throughout the season as far as, like, players, you know, how they're performing and um, more signings that we, we find out about. I can't remember that was last episode we talked about the newest signing. We did not talk about the newest signing yet, and I forgot to add it to the agenda. I just remember his name was crazy, and I don't know how to present, pronounce it. So zoot suit, uh, zoot suit. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna say it's zoot suit. No, it's not. But yeah, it's, it's yeah. So I, I wouldn't expect this lineup to be a trending thing, but at the same time, it it worked this game. It worked really good. So hmm. yeah, Kev, are you when you when you look at back to back lineups and you know how Lily has not traditionally done that does that make you think that lily has potentially changed his ways or does that make you worry that maybe we don't have the players to rotate in the way that lily has used to i think i don't know i i was always of the opinion that lily treats the first like five to ten games of the regular season as extended preseason um so i think it's a combination of factors where one, he's still, I mean, yeah, still making signings, um, still trying to, you know, integrate a lot of the new players. Um, and I think also it's a combination where I, I get the sense that he might really like some players as like subs, like showing me, like, I don't think he's a starter, but Jesus, he made an impact coming on in the last two games as a sub so like that kind of okay like further forces your decision not forces your decision but guides you in a certain direction of okay my whole list of forwards if i know showing me is a great sub well then that's just one player that like you know and that's another player you can play same thing with um uh failing is that how you pronounce mm -hmm. his name yeah. Um, failing. yeah i thought he's come on in the past two games and looked lively i like how he was like digging into showing me even though i feel bad for showing me i think he's doing a great job i don't i, I want him i want his head to stay up and, and and not get down on himself but i like the fact of like players especially new players coming in and giving players an earful when they think they're not doing the job they should be doing um so i don't know i i i think i mean i wouldn't be surprised if, if lily comes out and plays this starting 11 again i mean what i think the subs have been pretty consistent mm -hmm. i mean i know i just said showing me and failing but i think um feral feral that, yeah yeah past few games, yep, yeah, yeah he can't so i don't know i think it's one of these things where he he's trying to keep a steady ship at the beginning of the season where where he's still treating this as almost an extended preseason and then maybe once we once he feels like everything's in place then he'll go back to maybe rotating more or picking different tactics for for different games yeah josh you mentioned you know this this clearly was a game that it worked at least on the score sheet the hounds came away with a 3-1 win dequa got all three goals give me a give me a takeaway what did you what did you like or not like from this one so i feel like looking around especially I, I in the mongols slack especially i feel like people are down about this game for some reason like we win with a hat trick and people are like Mer. i'm like i don't get it like it, it was a good game we did good we did what we had to do we had a clean sh like it, i just i don't feel the despondence about this game i guess like it was a good game we showed up and we did what we had to do we could have had more goals this could have been easily five zero like it mm -hmm. it 
which I mean, I think is a good thing that we got three. We got a hat trick and uh, Chico. If you want me to call Chico, you keep on getting hat tricks. I'll call you whatever you want. Uh, <laughs> so like, I I don't get the kind of blase feeling that some people have like about this game. Like I thought it was a really good game. Was that was that somewhat directed at me? You're not the only one. I, I can't. I can't remember how I ended up coming across in this one. I will say this. Um, I think as a result of this game, I have been, you know, vocally down on the team all preseason, and even after the last game, I was like, eh, you know, um, one of the big things I wanted to see between the last game and this game was any sort of tendencies of there being some semblance of a strategic way that the team is trying to go about their business. And it's not just like 11 guys on the field running around because 11 guys on the field running around, not working as a cohesive unit is not how you're going to win things in this league. And I think that this game in particular was a bit more of a, it felt almost like a scramble. Josh, to your point, like Tula could have had two more goals in this game and it very, very easily could have been five, one. There was a moment early on Ibarra had sort of an open net and sort of slide it or slid it back towards the keeper. So we could have had even more. Now I think Steve put the, the message here in, in the chat about, is this, how much of this is the hounds playing really well and how much of this is Memphis being really bad. You know, Memphis has a whole new coach Their their coach that did wonders for them last year is now off with the battery. Uh, they just got a new keeper today. Uh, they brought in former us keeper as a bill Hamid. Um, so they're still working some things out. Um, but I think to your point, we got the job done and, and that's what you know, we started off the first two games and we're averaging two points a game. You can't complain about that. And even if Kev, yeah, you're smirking. Even if sample size of two, yeah, <laughs> it's a sample size of two. But I, you know, when when we started this, Memphis was ranked sort of top of the East after what they did last year. Everybody had high hopes for Memphis, um, and you know, we we rolled into Memphis and made them look kind of silly. To be honest, it, it it wasn't a game in which I felt we imposed a system or we imposed a style, but we still got three points. And so that's kind of how you have to measure things at the end. So I I've said all preseason that I was hoping I was wrong, that I'm willing, I, I hope to come on this show and eat crow and say that I was wrong about this team. Do I think that we can play scramble games like this all season long and keep winning? I, I don't know. Were there things that I saw in this game that I really liked? Yeah. I thought that Mertz once again, looks like he's filling the Cicerone spot, if not better than Cicerone did last year. Um, had a couple of opportunities. The first goal came off of his set piece uh, that he sort of curled into the box. I thought that Rovi and Dos Santos both look really good. Um, Dos Santos and Mertz in particular were on the same, when they're on the same side of the field, that little overlap that they got going, you can tell they've played together for the past two years because they just know where each other's at and that's working really good. Um, and Kev, I, I, you mentioned, you know, you'd like to see showing me come off the bench. I, one of my concerns about Kizza in the off season was that we saw nothing from him until the Birmingham game. And then it was like, oh, he's like, you know, the greatest striker ever. And it's like, well, now we're back to, you know, these two games and I haven't seen a ton. Whereas Tola's come in and like I said, he, sh he should be on basically three goals after the first two games. Also, he should have scored against Birmingham. We mentioned that great save from the keeper. And then he had two goals here. The first one, 
Um, I can't remember if it was failing or Mertz. One of them crossed it through and it would just like got caught on his feet. Um, and then the second the first one was Mertz. Yeah. The second one was failing. The second one was failing, but like both of them, he was in the spot he needed to be. And then he had the assist on Deke was goal. It was a great pass. And it was a great, it was a great pass. So part of me thinks that he sort of earned a starting spot over Kizza. Kev, why not? I think because I like, I don't know that now this is the, the kind of super sub dilemma because until you start showing me for like two or three straight games and give him a full 90 minutes, it's easy to fall back on the excuse, which I'm about to do now of, yeah, he only looks that good though, because he's coming on against tired legs. He's a big physical presence. He's fast. He's tall. He's strong. Um, and he's a handful. And so he could turn around equally and say, yeah, give me 90 though. And I can do this all. And, and, and I'm turning around and saying, no, you're only doing it because you're going against tired legs. So I, I like until he gets a run of games, I don't think we're really going to have that answer. Um, <clears throat> I think I look Dequa gets the amount of games he gets, especially last season. He keeps the likes of Dane Kelly on the bench. I mean, I'm cherry picking my version of news here. Um, but, uh, Deco gets the amount of games he gets because he works hard and because he works in the system that Lily wants. And I think that's that's why Deco's getting the time he's getting this season. I think that's why Kizza's getting the time that he's going to get this season. I think Lily cares more about what you're doing off the ball. I mean, there there are some coaches I think where if you if he knew a striker was going to get two goals every three games then he can say, I don't care what you do. You can sit down when we're out of possession. I don't care. Lily's the exact opposite of that. I think, you know, I'm sure he would have still had words for Dequa, like in mm. this game. Like, why didn't you, you need to do this, you need to do that, and you need this. And so, and I think that's what Kizza brings. And I, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm not entirely convinced of that, but we'll see. Josh, where do you stand? Kizza or showing me for the home opener this week? I mean, uh, USL Tactics had a whole thread about the the link up between Kizza and Dequa and why that dynamic was working for us and how that was actually like, even though Kizza didn't get a goal, it was more about the dynamic between the two and the linkage and how they were able to pull defenders away uh, from one another. So it's, I do think there's something there where the link up between the two is why uh chico was able to get his uh hat trick so it's i i think you're taking even though kizzo wasn't a goal scorer i do think he had an important role to play in this game and is a lot of the reason why uh chico was able to get that hat trick so yeah you didn't answer my question though which one which one are you starting on friday no i'm saying kizzo i'm saying like like, that dynamic between the two of them is uh, the you know secret sauce and You take away him, and I don't know if you have those goals. I think the other thing that I kind of like, and we just need to see more of, is for pretty much all of last season, Deco was the guy up top. And I think when Tula came on, Tula was the guy up top, and Dequa had the opportunity to sort of play that false nine. And I think that's where his third goal came from, was the fact that he could sort of hang a little bit central, a little bit back, and get a little bit of run on that play that Tula was a little bit further ahead and was able to drop the ball in. And Dequa had less concern about being offsides because he wasn't the last man up top. 
And so that there might be something there to keep an eye on later as well. Uh, other thing, I don't know if he actually got the second assist, but that goal started with Jamali Waite. He, he basically punted it out to show and me who then just tapped it to Dequa. And that was one of the other things that um, I was interested. If you guys have thoughts on, there are different coaches that have very uh, different approaches to how they want to play a game. So you have coaches that are very focused on build up play and, you know, you want to maintain possession and you want to be very methodical as you sort of work the ball up the field and you want to, you know, start out from the back and draw the other team into you. So you have more room to play through. And then you have sort of a, a more traditional English method. That's very much direct and over the top. And if you had your choice, you know, it feels like there were, I think one of my concerns in the first game was that it felt like we were almost doing too much of the possession stuff to a fault where it was like, we're trying to hold on to the ball. We're going to, we're going to pass the ball backwards more than forwards just to maintain possession. Whereas in this game, you know, the three goals came three totally different ways. One was off a set piece. One was a pen. One was this sort of quick strike kind of thing. Kev, do you have any thoughts as to how you think Lily may be approaching this season? Is it a combination of all things? Is it we want to, you know, you, your, your boy Etu, I, I don't know how you felt about this game, didn't really seem to make an impact like he did in the first one, but thoughts on sort of style of play here? I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's, I'll say given the historic perspective of how Lily plays uh, contextualized by how it all went last season where it felt like we were more likely to win games, you know, four to three, three to two than one nil. I think he's shown evidence of evolving to the set of players at his disposal. And I think that's probably what he'll continue doing. I mean, I, I've gained more and more respect for coaches and managers who it feels like throughout world football, it got super in vogue and important to have a philosophy. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't have a philosophy, you weren't hireable or you didn't have a direction or you didn't, you know, and I think some, you know, now people can argue with me and say, this isn't true, but like, I would say there's a good argument for the Carlo Ancelotti's of the world that says, look, I just, I get the best out of the players that I have. And so if, if my play, if the players that I have suggest we play a certain way that best optimizes their skill set, then we play that way, you know, how, whatever it takes. And I think that's, I, I'm kind of putting Lily in that category where I think historically he's been, we don't give up a goal, whatever that means, whether that means I want my forward to, you know, chase back and help out my fullback or, you know, we'll play five at the back or whatever. I think Lily's just saying, look, okay, th these are the players at my disposal and we'll, 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 we'll get the best out of them how, in whatever way that is. So, you know, I think in this game, it did feel a little more counter attacky. Um, you know, we, we were clinical and, it did contrast a little bit in the first game, but I don't know. I, once again, small sample size. We're only looking at two games here, but I I don't think 
I don't think Lily's going to be put in a box and just kind of typecasted as, oh, Lily plays this way every season, season in, season out. Um, and I think we'll kind of see that again this season. I, I don't know what that'll be yet because I, I still have to feel out these players. Um, but yeah. I, I I somewhat agree with that. because But I, I feel like if he was full-blown, like I'll get the best of the players that I have, then... Uh, you know, we there were players last season, like an Alex Dixon, that wouldn't have been playing right wing all season. So it's I, I, I think that he has a mindset of how he thinks the league is going to play this year. And then he tries to build a team around that. That said, um, I, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm, I'm, you're right. It's a small sample size. You know, the in the first game, Mertz's goal came off of sort of a quick strike. It, you know, started at the back from Ordonez across to him. You know, one or two touches, it's in the goal. Um, I sort of, any sort of set pieces, uh, you know, pens, things like that, you sort of discount because it's not really coming from run of play. It's coming from, you know, the team being in opportune positions, which is great. So I think, you know, we'll have to just sort of wait and see what the identity of this team is. I'm still hoping that we have an identity. I did put in the notes that I thought that the 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 defense looks like defense. I'm, de- defense. I'm, I'm really happy with, looks you know. Looks mid-season form after two games. Like, they I look think, good. Yeah, Hogan, Ordonez, and Farrell. I think that's a really... To the point where I'm a little surprised that he's not playing three at the back with them. Yeah. Um. But I don't know, maybe he's thinking if one goes down, then I have to go to like, you know, two center backs and I don't want to do that. So I, and maybe, you know, he just likes keeping one on the bench. I don't know. But I wonder if we might see that this weekend. Because I mean, really, I mean, they're all very good. <laughs> and they, they all like, I think, you know, they he Lily wants to put a center backs in kind of high pressure one on one defending situations. All of them are comfortable doing that. All of them have the speed to do that. All of them have the, like the height to just out jump the other strike, like the the up opposition striker. Um, they know when to step up and know when to cover that. One one of my favorite one like favorite things. I can't remember if uh, Hogan or Farrell was on the field, but one of them stepped up and just instinctually instinctually it's not a right word instinctively um one of them stepped up and ordonez just continues his run dropping back covering in case he misses and then the two fullbacks are covering around. i mean it's just it it does seem like the defense is in mid-season organization right now and that's that's good yeah josh how are you feeling after this one i mean great i i don't like i'm not like last year where you know at the beginning of the season we're like never gonna lose we're, we got this i i do think that obviously there's some weaknesses in this team but I, I do think the grit is there the defense is much closer to being where we want them to be um and i think it's only going to get better as far as that goes i would like a clean uh clean sheet you know to see one of those hopefully friday we get to see that um and yeah, it just like we're, we have goal scorers that can score goals. <laughs> I mean, that's what you need. And I, I do think defense or not defense, uh, you know, passing the ball backwards and that kind of stuff. That's not Lily style. I don't think it ever actually has been, to be fair. Like it, the one thing that we always joke about every preseason, every game where you can hear Lily yelling 
you know, those Loudon games with an empty stadium or the Red Bulls two games with an empty stadium. And you can hear Bob clear his day on the broadcast. You hear him yelling forward, forward, get forward, get forward constantly. It's not like he wants them to be passing backwards. He wants to see forward momentum with the ball. So it's, it, I don't know. I don't know if this is like Lily evolving to like fitting to, to fit what the league is becoming or like changing his style. I think he actually would prefer if we did not pass the ball backwards. No, nice to get loud in there. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> I, 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 would, I, I would agree too. Yeah. I mean, like I, something I was going to say before was like, I, and this, I'll start this by saying it applies to, to the hounds, but I think it really extends to most of the USL. I could be wrong. I don't recall too many goals where we're putting together 15 straight passes and it ends in a goal. Like, I, I think it is more uh, like, I think any time a lot of the USL teams that we come up against or that we see, once you give the opposition time to structure itself in defense and you're trying to build a play, I mean, it's hard at any level to break down a set organized defense that you're not catching in transition. I would argue it's probably even more like, rare to see it on usl level i think so much so many of the goals that, that happen on this level are from quick breaks set pieces mistakes uh, you know by defense or just you know two touches and then someone does something great and puts in the back of that i think that's more of what you're going to see and it does seem like yeah that's kind of how how we play uh, yeah but g generally speaking too i don't know i'm i think i'm in the odd position of being the most optimistic out of you two um <laughs> I've, I've liked this team. I think it has a lot of really good balance. Now, I don't think Deco is going to score three goals every, <laughs> every week. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and I, I think there, there will be games in the future where we're not as clinical. I thought I saw a stat somewhere on Twitter that said like Deco converted like 86% of his chances or something like that. Like that's not going to continue. Um, but I, yeah, I just I think we you know I think Rivera and Dos Santos had good games. I think defensively we look good, um, and you know from the midfield we look good. I'm ignoring Steve's comment here. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know if that's directed for me being too optimistic or you guys being maybe too down. I say you guys. I think Josh is pretty in the middle. Mike, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've listen compared to where I was in the preseason. I'm definitely like raising up. Like I'm I'm more optimistic after seeing, I don't know how much of it is what I've seen the hounds do the past few weeks, as much as it is looking around the rest of the league and seeing where everybody else is and every, I mean, that's all going to, you know, change and level out over the next Memphis five to crap, 10 games. I can tell you that. But I mean, it's, <laughs> that's, that's part of it. Right. So it's like, we still don't know what we are yet. It's good to see that we, we won this one, but it's still not hundred percent clear what we are. Um, I, yeah, I mean, the one other thing that I just had in the notes uh, was that I was impressed that at the end, when we were basically trying to kill off the game, Memphis really didn't have a chance. But Tula, once again, got the ball and started heading towards the goal. And I was like, oh, this this could be it. He could have his goal. And he totally pulled up and instead kept possession, passed the ball back. And, you know, a few seconds later, the ref blew the whistle and called it. So whether that was Bob screaming at him and saying, don't go to goal um, or not, I don't know. But there's a maturity level, I think, to this team that, um, 
you know, Kev, you're always talking about you, the, the dark arts and, uh, and sort of having a little bit of that grit. And we've seen some of that these first few games and that's encouraging as well. So I'm curious to see out of the first two games, what do you guys still think is like maybe the weakest point of our team? You can say positionally, or maybe even just like something we're not doing particularly well as a team or. I, I, think, I, I hate to be down because you can flip it and say, what do you think? Like, our, our, for example, like I think some of the best things we're doing, I think our subs look great. I think our subs are impacting the game, not only just uh, showing me, but I think, you know, from the yeah failing Biasi, um, uh, Farrell, I mean, yeah. you know, it's I, I think all of them are making significant. So, I mean, like, I think the subs are making big impacts. I think our defense looks good. I think, you know, so putting that out of the way, what do you guys think is something particularly that we need to like maybe look at josh what do you think i mean it has to be our attack i mean even though you know chico gets a hat trick it doesn't it, he got a hat trick against memphis which i mean i know we're not looking at the table obviously but looking at power rankings even like usl has them uh 23rd out of 24 and then backfield has them i think 24 out of 24 like it's like they are bottom feeder team at this point um which kind of concerns me that they fell like seven positions or five positions because they lost to the hounds and everyone's like oh this team sucks it's like whoa 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 what are you what are you trying to say about us yeah <laughs> wow they're so bad they lost to the hounds wolf <laughs> but yeah i i do think we we're gonna need to have a better game plan for attack uh, up top and that's really what it comes down to and I think that's the story of the team the past few years. Go ahead, Kev. I was going to say, I mean, yeah, like Dequa has now scored almost 30% of all the goals he scored last season. <laughs> uh, golden boot runner uh, Dequa right now, neck and neck with uh, Alex Dixon. Or Alex Dixon, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah Alex Dixon. Yeah. Um, I think that there's still a position or two that I think we could upgrade in our starting 11. And I don't know if there's somebody on the bench that could actually step in and fill that spot. Um, is there a specific position you're thinking about? Uh, I, I will say, um, right, uh, mid well, and you could sort of do the math to figure out who I'm talking about in particular, Ibarra. but yeah, um, yeah. there, there's been, the past two games, just a lot of passes to no one or passes where players don't need them to be and they're backtracking. And I, I'm a little bit concerned about how much um, stock Lily has put in to sort of him stepping up and, and sort of, you know, filling almost a Danny Griffin type role. I will say, you know, when we got late in the game and Lily took off Kenny and Mertz, he had Ibarra slide back into the middle um, and sort of maintain the central midfield. And I thought he did okay there. I'm just worried that this is another case of playing somebody not in a position. I, I made the reference on Mongols that, and this, this is, this is harsh, but it feels to me like Ibarra is like a, a FIFA player. That's he's like a Sunday Sunday league player. That's really, really good at FIFA. Like he knows what he wants to do. He just can't, pull it off when he's actually playing. And so you could see that, that mentally it's there. It's just not coming off on the field. And so um, I think Lily likes him because he has a, he has a good engine. I mean, he finishes this game. I think he finishes the first game too. Yep. And he, it, it looks like he still has legs late, late in the game. And I think Lily kind of 
puts a lot of value in that. Yeah, I think I, I just feel that his position is more the Kenny E2 position, but like I, yeah. he's not as good as those guys. So it's just like finding a spot for him on the field. Yeah, I would put him much more in the mold of E2. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. All right, I'm, I'm blanking on who that was it, show me uh, who went to the corner at the end of the game instead of going for the goal. Yeah. Okay. Me. Uh, I, I disagree with that. Uh, oh. At that point, I think we Score. literally. Here's the thing. I think we literally had like 20 seconds left in the game. It wasn't like it was like, <laughs> oh no, there's going to be so much time for the counterattack, and like you're you're up by two goals. Like, go for the freaking goal. There's less than a minute left in the game. It's fine. <laughs> like, I get what you're saying. Like, tactically, he made the smart decision. It's like, I want a little bit more fire like a little bit Ruthless. more like i want that goal yeah. you know i want to get on the score sheet and like especially when there's like minutes left in the game it's like it, you're gonna be fine like if if we would have lost it because he went for goal and they got a counterattack and they scored like eh, that's more of a defensive issue than it is a him issue <laughs> i get what you're saying but it feels like him choosing to pull up was almost his way of putting the team before himself and that's what i appreciate Bah, so humbug. it's like a, <laughs> it's like that's you know, the one position where i don't want them to put the team well, in front of themselves well it's not even like, like if it was like five I minutes left win. in the game i get what you're saying like yeah, you know yeah, like yeah. trying to slow the game down trying to get like but at that point it's a dying seconds of the game just go for it dude like there's no reason to like I do I, that a whole team first thing with I think their it almost points middle. to showing me sometimes can be can be too um like cerebral like i think he almost thinks about things too much and i think that points yeah. to like some of his mischances where he maybe just he's thinking his way through it rather than just reacting and, and being instinctual stuff um let me ask you this uh obviously small sample size two games uh showing me nine and a half goals this season you taking the over or the under oh jeez, kev <laughs> Probably under. I mean, let's let's not forget Dequa gets eleven last season. <laughs> like, so I don't think he's got. I don't think his rookie season is going to be almost Dequa. Um, I think he looks good, and I think he's going to contribute a lot. But I also think he's not going to be starting a lot of games. And I, you know, so yeah. I, Josh, what are you taking before? That, I my that's spiel? my issue. It's not that I don't think he has it in him. I just don't know if he's going to get the time on the ball to get those uh, goals. Uh, I, I I think it's going to be under. Steve is saying under as well. I'm taking the over. I think in the first two games, he's put himself in positions to get three goals that were like, how did you not score those? And this is his first two games as a pro. I think you give him some more time. You know, I, I think he gets he gets into double digits this year. Um, and, and that's potentially as a super sub, Kev, to your point. He's come on as a sub in these games and had three, you know, amazing chances. So... We'll see. It was it was also Memphis. I don't know if you guys saw Birmingham came back to life this week with Tyler Pasher just running through teams and scoring the way he used to. So I was gonna say I will say, yeah, Birmingham looked they looked better than Memphis to yes. make an obvious statement. And I there were mo there were flashes in that Birmingham game where I was like, Oh, okay. I, I see how they're gonna be dangerous this year. And yeah, yeah I, I'm not I'm I'm happy that we got an away game with them kind of off yeah. our schedule out of the way yeah real fast 
guys, anything else on this one before we sort of move on to some of the other stuff? Um, so you, you mentioned, you know, who you're kind of concerned about, what position you're like, what are you guys' thoughts on DeSantis? So that was going to be my answer. So I actually think I like DeSantis. I think DeSantis and Rivera get in the get in the team similar to why Ibarra gets in the team. I think both of them have legs and they can run. They can get up and down the field. I don't I'm not convinced of them both at fullback, especially like like this is unfair. But like when you compare against like even forget Ryan James, like I'm probably taking Jordan Dover over both of them, like without even really thinking. Yeah. Um, and their Memphis's goal comes from a mistake from both Dos Santos and Rivera. I think Dos Santos, he's he's defending and he just I think for me, he lets the cross in a little too easily. And then Rivera doesn't. I know to be fair, the Memphis guy made a good run and cuts across the box, but Rivera loses them. And it ends up being kind of two half mistakes from our fullbacks. Um, I also don't know how much they're going to give us going forward. So they can, I think both of them can kind of get a little lost in the game. Um, I mean, no, I, I'm cued on to your kind of radar there, Josh. That's, that's part of why I think it might be interesting to see if we see three at the back uh in this game this weekend where it's like lily really wants to shut it down put on a show gives both of them a little bit more free reign to push up um less defensive responsibility i will say i think historically if you're going to be weak in an area let it be fullback um let it let's not forget like um keep that spine strong well yeah my, my favorite example was what i think like this this was both like six seven years ago but like Chelsea win the league with like Victor Moses at right back <laughs> and <laughs> and like Liverpool almost win the league under Brendan Rodgers with like Ali Sissoko at left back. Like, yeah, it's and like John Flanagan. At, I mean, like terrible fullbacks. <laughs> and just so I, I think you can you can create a pretty strong team and not have to have, you know, stellar fullbacks. Yeah. Whereas I don't think you're doing anything great if you have two crap defenders central defenders or two crap midfielders or two crap you know forwards yeah i'm sorry and i'm not calling DeSantis and revere crap (laughs) but but yeah i think it's yeah yeah well guys the the hounds as we mentioned they won three to one um you know if we look at the pick'em standings we had a couple people call this game spot on i've realized that the past few weeks i've called the halftime score so i think this week i just need to be a little bit more aggressive and think beyond the first you know, 45 <laughs> minutes. Uh, our leaders this week, Dan Yost with three points, Keaton Liebengood with three points. Kev, you still have three from last week. Laura Ellen has three. JF now on the list with three. And Justin called this game just right, three to one. So he has three points as well. There's a couple people nipping at their heels with two points because they picked the results correctly. Um, and then, you know, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's pretty tight as you'd expect after the first two games. But... This is also clear. It's not too late to get involved if you guys want to play. What is on the line is two free season tickets for the Steel Army section for 2024. So whoever wins this thing, and and we like the Mongols crew cannot win it. Uh, it's got to be somebody outside Ain't of the Mongols the crew. Where, where yeah. are you guys at on this list? I don't even know. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Jeff. Um, you picked one game right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you got the result wrong this week. So. I got to get my shots in while I'm on. Yeah, right. While you're on the board. 
Um, so yeah, head over to uh, Twitter, head over to YouTube. We uh, will post the link to become a supporter. Even if you're not a supporter, you can still play. You just won't win the tickets. So uh, every basically two days before the game uh, happens, we will put up a post on YouTube where you can leave a comment with your score prediction. We will keep track of the score predictions. We'll share them here. And like we said, the winner at the end of the season with the most points, three points if you get the score exactly right, one point if you get the result right, so win, tie, loss, uh, and then no points if you get nothing right. Um, winner gets two free tickets for next season. So come, play, become a sport. Pretty cool. Yeah, it's not too late. As we said, you pick one game, you you pick the next score prediction, right? And you're on the board uh, near the top. So come and play. Um, guys, one other thing just to note uh, before we dive into sort of the home opener. Uh, the team is having a meet the team event Tuesday this week, which could be today, depending upon when you're listening to this. Uh, it is for season ticket holders in the media, but we we had talked about this, Josh, in the preseason. Where typically the team would do this in the preseason, we'd see the unit, we'd see the new kits. Uh, we didn't hear anything about it. Came out this past week. They're doing it Tuesday, which is either today or tomorrow, depending on when you're listening to this. <laughs> um, so if you're a season ticket holder, hopefully you got your your uh, announcement and you get to head down there, get to talk to the guys, talk to the coaches, talk to the front office, um, maybe see the new kit, which. Uh, the team had teased that there there is going to be something new. It looks like we'll have the home gold and black stripe, and we have the gold and gray that we've seen the past two games as sort of the away kits, but it's not like there might be something as a third kit, so we'll see. Um, yeah, so there's that. Otherwise, home opener yeah. this, fr- this Friday, 7 p.m., I gotta, I gotta just, you know, give the reminder to everybody. Oh, and remember, next Friday is Hawaiian Shirt Day. So, you know, if you want to, go ahead and uh, wear a Hawaiian shirt and jeans. That's great. Yeah. Um, Josh, what's in store? <laughs> Um, okay, so as far as uh, festivities and what's going on, so yes, Hawaiian Shirt Day, Steel Army at least is doing Hawaiian Shirt Day. It's not an official hounds thing, so if you're not standing with the Steel Army, then uh, you might feel a little bit out of place, but you know what? Do it anyway. Do it anyway. Yeah, just wear a Hawaiian shirt if you're not going to be in our section. Yeah. You should be in our section. No, wait, wait, hold on real quick. It uh-huh. did dawn on me as, as I was walking out of the Salvation Army with five new Hawaiian shirts that we're wearing Hawaiian shirts while we're playing Miami which feels like we're in support of Miami. False sense of security for Miami players. They're going to come in. They're going to look, they're wearing Hawaiian shirts. We got a lot of fans. Why are they booing us? That's what's going to (laughs) happen. But yeah, so yeah, Hawaiian shirt day. Uh, But also uh, if you want to be in the thick of it, uh, Steel Army is starting early. we, uh, We typically do a noon tailgate. And uh, we decided, even though it's a work day, we're still doing a noon tailgate. So many of us have called the day off or taken half days or said we're sick. You know, the usual. Uh, <laughs> Preemptively said we're sick. Right. Yeah, yeah, you know. Sick on Friday. <laughs> I'm going to be sick tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, starting at noon, it's also a whole new setup. We talked about this a little bit before, but uh, there's a VIP section now for parking. 
and the hounds let us get snag four spots in the vip section where we don't have to have cars we can just have our tent set up our merch set up uh cornhole all that jazz set up in uh four empty spots they're gonna be at the very end of the on the river side so we're actually gonna end up being usually where we're at uh before all this happened um but now there's not gonna be any cars driving through us because we're at the very end so there's no reason for a car to go that far back which means uh, Thunderstruck's going to be a lot more chill. No worrying about cars trying to get into our parking spots or anything like that around us. So that's going to be great. I'm really excited for that. Um, yeah, uh, so come out early. And that's all the, the pregame stuff. <laughs> and uh, there's you were mentioning, well, if you listen to Hounsey, Ariana was talking about TIFO. So there yeah. will be a TIFO. Um, yeah. I feel so. Okay, so I, I was at a St. Patrick's Day party on Saturday uh so i could not go to tifo but ariana and a, a dedicated crew of i think like six or seven people went to the hound stadium on saturday to paint tifo and as pittsburgh's want to do it just started to snow so they're outside painting tifo at Jeez. the stadium in the snow and i just felt so bad <laughs> they got done they're you know Trials and tribulations later with the snow, dry paints, uh, having to go on a paint run in the middle of TFO, uh, all that jazz. They they got it done. They were watching the game on an iPad while they were painting TFO um, during the game. So it was it was uh, an ordeal. But uh, I've seen pictures. TFO looks great. I can't wait for everyone to see it on Friday. Best so, fans in Pittsburgh. Yeah. So if <laughs> if you know if you're it, First of all, get down to the game. Show your appreciation to the TIFO crew when it goes up. If you're at home, make sure you raise a glass when the TIFO goes up pregame um, for everybody that shows up and put in the time for that. Because uh, it doesn't just happen. There's a lot no. of effort that goes into that. So, um, so yeah, it, it's going to be a party. I mean, legitimately, it's going to be a party. Everybody's been itching for this. The team is selling Icy Light t-shirts, which they <laughs> announced today, which are kind of weird. Um, but good for them, I guess. Like I looked at it and first I thought the steel army was doing it, Josh, I messaged you. And I was like, wait, the steel army partner with icy light. And you said, you mean the team? And I went, Ooh, um, yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's not my bag, but it, it, it kind of looks like a, uh, they made it look almost like a Jersey. So it has like yeah. the crest on the top, right. You know? and uh the sponsor of icy light but the back has i forget what it says but it's it's pretty cool looking back to it um but yeah potentially some foreshadowing like maybe icy light becomes a big enough sponsor that they you know no i don't get it because i thought straub is still doing the the official beer of the uh river hounds and they have another they have that uh uh was it called the olympico or whatever yeah. that's uh the the mixer in a can yeah. um so i don't know yeah i listen if if there's more partnerships especially local partnerships like that with the team that's only gonna be better for the team and everyone involved so um yeah the t-shirts looked a bit like you know the freebies you get whenever you go into the stadium but you can pick yours up for 25 dollars at the team store and on game day or you can get them online <laughs> um if you want what looks like a hounds jersey with ic light as the sponsor on the front cool um but yeah, so that'll be on sale there. Josh, if uh, anybody has not gotten their Steel Army membership yet, they will be on sale at the tailgate, yes? 
For sure. Yeah, I have uh, mailed out all the ones that were set for delivery. So if you did already buy one online, uh, it's in the mail. So you should be getting it. I think it's like two day or three day shipping. So you should be getting it before the home opener. Um, so never fear. It is coming your way. Um, but if you didn't get one already, come tailgate. Like I said, it starts at noon, probably going to like around 6, 630, depending on how many people are straggling in the parking lot. And uh, yeah, pick up your membership. I was I was asking for a friend. Clearly, um, I noticed you're not on the list. I, yeah, I, I just I, I'm waiting. List. I'm waiting until Friday. <laughs> I, I will. I will get it Friday. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so, guys, Miami. Let's talk about Miami. Um, coming to crap. town. They're crap. What? They're crap. <laughs> oh, there you go. Kev. Kev says they're crap. So far, they've drawn one-one with Tulsa in their home opener, and they lost one-nothing to New Mexico. Um, you know, it was it was a late sloppy handball in the box. Otherwise, they could have drawn that game too. They could be sitting on two points at this point. Both their games were at home, though, so this is their first road game. Um, you know, when you when you look at sort of who is on Miami and what we can try to take away from the two games, uh, you know, I think one of the interesting matchups is going to be they have um, a player named Ryan Teller or Tel Telfer. Sorry, Ryan Telfer. He's their outside left mid. I think watching that matchup between him and Rivera is going to be very interesting. Um, the guy can put in a cross, but he also likes to cut inside and actually attack. So that's going to be a name to watch. Um, and the other one was in their first game uh, against Tulsa, number 10, Velo. He basically ripped the ball from a good five, six yards outside the 18 and uh, and and put a top shelf. Um, so he's another one to keep an eye out for. No Cristiano Francois with Miami this year, he's with Rio Grande. So we don't have to worry about him. He always seemed to come out and try to put one behind us. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's sort of what I got on Miami. Kev, you saying that they're crap. We'll, we're, we're going to find out. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll find out, you know, how legit Tulsa are because we have a really quick turnaround, quick turnaround. We play Friday. We play Tulsa again on Tuesday. So, you know, when we do our next show, we will literally have a, game the following day um but uh i well i i saw on uh, miami's lineup against tulsa mm -hmm. uh akinyote uh, for that name rings out in my ear as familiar and yes you guys are both nodding your head so <laughs> yeah it's it's also uh, i mean this is a very anecdotal thing but like last year they were better on the road than they were at home for some reason which is a weird little thing for, for this team in particular. Um, but at the same time, not winning your two home games in a row is pretty damning. And like, again, not looking at standings, looking at power rankings, uh, both the USL site has them below us. And so does backheeled, uh, which is done by USL tactics. Uh, John, uh, they both have them around like 15 or 14th place. Whereas we are, closer up to like seven actually in uh usl power rankings but uh john on the other hand doesn't have us that high they have us at 13 uh <laughs> so yeah that'll be fixed yeah yeah Soon enough. We, we just need to invite john back on every time we, yeah. we invite john back on we just go up a little bit. Yeah, yeah like we didn't go up any last game even though we got a hat trick in one uh three to one uh, for some reason no changes in our position on backyield uh so, you know, just saying. What, why are we, yeah, why are what's we up, saying John? their name? Yeah, why are what's they up? just... <laughs> <laughs> Poor John. You can't get anyone to be happy with that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, gentlemen, what do we think? 
Hound's first home game of the season, Highmark Stadium. It's going to be a little chilly. Make sure that you dress appropriately. Where we, Josh, we talk about wearing the Hawaiian shirt, maybe over the jackets, uh, just to, What's to show the weather going to be bit. like. What's that? What's the weather going to be like? I, think I mean, it's, it's it's way too early for people to be yeah, yeah, yeah. guessing this weather. Uh, it's Pittsburgh. The weather changes every single time you look at it. Mm-hmm. So I'm 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 trying to wait until like two days out before I look. But right now it's it's looking cold. But it was looking rainy and cold. Now it's looking just cold for the most part. So I think we're gonna be sitting pretty as far and as I go. I say by cold, it's like mid 40s to mid 50s. Like yeah. it's kind of around there. So you figure maybe mid fifties at game time temperature drops as it gets darker out. So I will be wearing gloves. Um, cause my fingers almost fell off at the one preseason game I was at. <laughs> Josh was legitimately concerned for a little bit. Um, so predictions, predictions, predictions. Um, Kev, Liz said, just drink more. Thanks Liz. Um, I'll get myself one of those Olympicos and see how it is. <laughs> Kev, you're 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 uh, you're big up in yourself here on the uh, pickums. So why don't you go first? Tell us what your score prediction is here, big guy. <laughs> Fun, <laughs> isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, it's total total tangent. Did you see, Kev? I I, I mentioned you in the tweet, but uh, Knoxville has a jersey that's a topographical yeah. map. So I was like, re- that's like custom made for you, man. The reason why I didn't respond to it because I had too many nuanced opinions about it. One of them <laughs> oh being, gosh, I like, of course you did. Like, well, first the kit sponsor is KUB, which is like our utility company, and it's big. Like, it's big <laughs> on the jersey. It's just like KUB, and it's just, and I was just like, that's weird. I don't know, but we, it, it was, we, we were on. Um, I think Knoxville played like. Uh, I could be wrong. I was going to say, I think they played right after the Hounds got done playing or something like that. Cause we were on Hulu and we were just looking around and Riley was like, huh, Knoxville. And I was like, let's put it on. It was a, it was a decent crowd. And I mean, I know earlier, like you, you, you should out. go to a game. You should. No, I think we will. I th- but yeah. I mean, what I think, I don't know. We were kind of like putting our nose up. We're like tickets are 16 bucks for like <laughs> a, a Knoxville game. Like really? <laughs> <laughs> okay um but so anyway but yeah we'll, we'll we'll probably end up going to a game um but going back to uh predictions yeah, yeah prediction we got i'm i'm gonna say one no hounds no hounds josh okay. what do you think i i was thinking two no hounds i i too am thinking well okay i just said that the past two games i picked the halftime score so I am going to say three nil hounds because I was going to say two nil hounds, but I'll say three nil hounds. Who's scoring for you guys? Like Dequa, if he hits his rate as last season, is not scoring for another eight games. <laughs> like, <laughs> this isn't the Dequa of last season, though. This is the Dequa of 2023. I could see us getting a set piece goal uh, in front of the Steel Army. Uh, I could see Mertz putting one away. I love how specific you are with your That's right. <laughs> Left foot, right. three steps. And I, think, <laughs> and I think I think Tula gets his goal so that all of us that have been paying attention are like super stoked and everyone else is like, well, wait, who is that? What now? And yeah, I think it happens. Chalk it not, up. I'm not it, saying Mertz header yet. That's going to be later in the season, but I am calling a Mertz header at some point this season because I think that'll be hilarious. Now, let me <laughs> say this, Kev. If I'm, if I'm being this specific... 
if I get two of those right, do I get bonus points on the pick them? You're you're the person who controls it. I'm <laughs> just gonna give myself bonus points. <laughs> All right, I won't. Okay, no. but I but Kev, you said one one nil. Josh, you said two nil. I said three nil. Liz said two one hounds. So that's what we think. As I mentioned, uh, there will be a post that goes up, I think, Thursday morning where anybody that wants to play, share your pick them, go over, add it as a comment on our, in our YouTube channel um, on that post. And uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll go from there. Guys, the last question that I had for you was just the, the fact that we are playing Tulsa on Tuesday. Do you think that impacts how Lily approaches this game on Friday? My gut is no. I think it's it's the home opener. You go for it. You do whatever you got to do, and then you pick up the pieces on Tuesday if you need to. Josh, you're nodding in agreement. Yeah, I, I think home opener is a big deal. I think, you know, he he probably has a little bit of uh, pressure from, he, you know, the whole front office from Tuffy being like, you know, this is it. This is like our big chance to put our best foot forward. Like, you got to go all out, get this win. Um, and plus, it's a weekend game versus a weekday game. You know, it's yeah. There's reasons. Kev, do you think? We do anything differently? I just I don't know. I don't think like he'd feel confident to know how to change. Like I think he'd he's probably looking at his bench or looking at his entire squad and thinking, okay, if I want to save Kenny for Tulsa, what do I do? And I don't think he has an obvious answer for that yet. I think he as the season grows, those answers become apparent to him. But I just don't think he has an answer to that now. So almost like by default, I think he's gonna get he's gonna play probably the same lineup and then get to Tulsa and just kind of look around and say, "All right, who's who's who can run and just you know start it, them or something." It, it could be as easy as sixty minute subs instead of seventy fifth minute subs. You know what I mean? Like yeah. maybe you just bring in the subs a little bit earlier than you would normally. And and this is why I I'm um, thinking that we're still. A signing or two away from from being done here. I feel I like there are, there are still some areas of the field where it's just like, what do you do? And yeah, I, there I, could I, be guys on the bench that it's just like we just haven't had a chance to bed them in yet. Cool, but it feels like we're a little bit light in some areas. So I think defense, at least the center back position, feels really good. There's that other center back that we haven't seen yet that um, that Hounsey was sort of hyping up, uh, and then I think attacking wise we have enough bodies that hopefully there's something there so it just feels like in that midfield and maybe zoot suit i know that's not his real name but like <laughs> maybe zoot suit is helping to fill in that role but uh yeah we'll just sort of have to wait and see when we see black stock that's why i want to know yeah i was interested in that too i mean what he makes the bench again yeah he was... makes the past two games and hasn't gotten in no, i didn't catch so that. yeah I mean, what it was Tony Lopez and Tula who got in against Birmingham, and then just Tula got in against. Um, oh, I completely forgot about Tony Lopez too. Oh, we're fine. Attack. I mean, I, we're not fine, but like we have enough bodies. We have bodies. <laughs> yes, we just don't have bodies in that central midfield. Unless you do something where you pull Mertz back um, and you put somebody else out in that attack, which I don't think you do at this point. He's been after his goal and after his, you know he got the he got sort of kind of an assist on the set piece he set up tula for that for that one goal like you don't put put showing me in the midfield he's he's winning headers he has the legs to to like intercept and make challenges he can make a, a late run into the box i don't know I'm, you don't even want to start the guy and now you're like put him in the midfield he's got everything well only because i think we're probably 
the like the most obvious hole is in like partnering Etu and Kenny in the midfield right now. I'm not putting Mertz as a pure midfielder is my point. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I'm really down for this idea of putting like big strikers in the midfield. I want to do it with Dos Santos, even though we don't have him. I want to do it with Show and me. So yeah, that's what Kev thinks. <laughs> And our score prediction is what we think. Obviously, like we always say, let us know what you think. Get involved with Pick'em. Uh, head over. You can find us on Twitter. Find us on YouTube. But we'll have the post on YouTube. That's where the official Pick'em is. Um, but we'll link to it from Twitter. Guys, anything else for this one? That's all I got. Get down to Highmark. Be there for the home opener. Um, I'm assuming it's not sold out just because it's March in Pittsburgh. But, uh, you know, it's going to be a party regardless. So um, hit up the Salvation Army, get yourself some Hawaiian shirts and get your butt to Highmark. And uh, hopefully we'll see you there. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you very, very soon. Cheers. Later.